This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Believe in yourself, believe in your Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnson, and with me as always, with his hands on his hips, about to take a sip of coffee, is producer slash husband slash Norm Sousa. Uh, yeah. Hand, Absolutely disgusting. Hands on my hip. Um, it's the morning when I dip, you dip, we dip. Uh, Can't believe the new year is starting off with this much sass. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, welcome to 2023. So, who's your favorite wife so, so far? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, is that tie between you and the dog? Um, <laughs> I'm mortified. <laughs> Norm, how you feeling? Scale of one to ten in terms of your self esteem, and in oh. terms of uh, the new year, is well, it a new year? Yeah, I feel pretty good. It, it, weird stuff. It's just weird times. Um, the start of the year, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, in our dry January lasted what six hours? Maybe mine not even. Yeah, yours not even. <laughs> mine lasted two. <laughs> we did go to the Clippers game last night. It was fun. That's right. It was really fun. We had yeah. a good time. Uh, no, good. Yeah, what like a six? Yeah, six is okay. It's hard Seven because there's a lot of pressure for the year to start off with a bang. Yeah. Like there's a lot of pressure to be like new year, new me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe our transition into the new year needs to be new year. Leave us alone for now. Yeah, and I'm in a bit of a Glenn Fry situation. The heat is on. Uh, oh, wee, mama. <laughs> until, about, uh, until about February. So this, yeah. is, this is where I have to hunker down and get stuff done. There's, you have a lot to do, and I have almost nothing to do. So yeah. it's a really hard con. Well, I have nothing until the end of the month. Then I'm filming some stuff and going out of town. But right, right. I can't control that. <laughs> these these first few, two weeks i got nothing yeah and my stuff's popping on your stuff is popping off i said popping on you said popping on well i think it's popping off the charts okay <laughs> norm you're going out of town you're gonna miss me as always you're gonna have an epiphany oh that's right yes of course <laughs> yeah usually when you leave town i have an epiphany but it's now true. if i leave town which is aka popping on nothing happens to me Nothing happens to you, and maybe I'll have an epiphany on the plane. Yeah, you're going to be gone for less than 72 hours, and I'm worried about our marriage. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, can we bear to be away that long? It was funny. Yesterday, we were at the Clipper game, and if you've never been to Staples Center, the one thing that's kind of interesting is all the gals are dressed to the nines. To the nines, you had to see these beauts. Yeah, like it's, it's New Year's Eve, it's prom, they're all babes. Everybody. And all of the guys are just ghouls. Ghouls. Absolute slobs. It was Pasty disgusting. Slugs. I saw a bunch of beautiful women walking around with wet rags. It was disgusting. Yeah. 
said that twice because I had to. Yeah. No, it was pretty bad just in terms of that. Do you think we also fit that profile? Because yes. I was wearing an oversized men's jersey and your sweatshirt as well. Yes. I was wearing pretty much all your clothes. I was coated in slug goo. <laughs> Norm, I think you're an absolute knockout. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow, cool. Is that going to be your goal of 2023? Absolute knockout? That's right. Uh, well, I am going to Miami um, it's in, pronounced in, Miami, but go on. In a couple of days. And there's uh, there's probably way more uh, good-looking guys there. I'll feel like a pile of rags at the Stable Center in Miami. Oh, my God. You're a wet rag now in advance. That's right. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Wet rag. Welcome to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> so... So starting the year off right, feeling like a wet rag. Starting the year off right, a little wet. That's how we like to start our year. It has been raining quite a bit. Oh, the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you hear the eye roll on that one? Uh, Imagine we just started talking about the weather for five minutes. Oh my God. I wish when I wouldn't give him such good content for the podcast. Finally. A lot of of leaves out there. Reason to listen. (laughs) Welcome to my podcast. I'm looking out the window. Norm, if you had one short-term goal of 2023, what would it be? It can exist at any point in the year. One short-term goal? Yes, of 2023. You know, I read this. Um, I'm not a huge horoscope guy, but <clears throat> uh, Ingrid Haas posted like on in her Instagram stories like this, like um, you know, horoscope for her year or whatever. Okay. Anyway, I clicked on it and I went to I'm a Pisces and I, and then and boy does it show. <laughs> No idea what that means, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I, I like I used to read the horoscope like as a gag. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really think too much it. about it, but uh, it did say something where it's like um, making things uh, that are seemingly difficult easy. Well, I think that's why I said short term. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my okay. Yeah, goal. because it's like when you make a long term goal where you're like, I'm going to change this about my whole life. It's like that can seem really overwhelming. But if you're like, you know what, I'm going to hike three times this week. It's yeah. like that's a short term goal. Maybe you can pull off. This one was just basically saying like, you know, you already are working this like situation, making difficult situations seem easy. You know, now this year is going to be about making acting through and making it like feel like you are capable of doing them in an efficient way. Uh, Norm 2023. He's easy. That's right. Then you're going to be putting out more police. Yeah. This 2023 Norm, this rag is easy. (laughs) Wet. (laughs) This rag is soaking. Because of the rain. Because of the rain. Well, I say we get to it. I think we should Let's let's kick it off with the first cast of the year. Short for podcast. It's an industry term I made up. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) I think we should get to it. To the first cast. To the first cast of the year. Shall we? Yeah. Everybody. Please help me welcome my guest to my delight, Don Luby, right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a self-esteem body. Don, welcome. Thank 
cute. To the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. Let me move my mic. And the mic has been moved. I know what you're thinking. I've been sitting here for 10 minutes and I could have moved this mic at any point. No, you gotta, you gotta be recording. Well, I just it. was like, the people love this. They love it. Yeah, that's what they're here for. They want like the real Hollywood insider moving mics and what have yes, you. <laughs> yes, it's all happening live. Now, Don, you just confessed to having binged 10 episodes of the podcast this yes. week. Yes. Okay. So you know how this starts. Yes. You're okay. going to ask me how I'm feeling on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> In terms of your... Self-esteem. Yes! I know. <laughs> I said that without, with no self-esteem. It was like maybe the most insecure I've ever heard somebody yeah, in yeah. my life. Well. <laughs> you seemed fine when you walked in here, but man, oh, this is taking man. a turn. <laughs> Things got dark. <laughs> Things got really dark when I gave you that Kirkland soda water. <laughs> yes, yes. Who knows what's in there? It's um, so true. <laughs> so how um, you feeling? Well, I think... I'm at a six. I accept. Tell me yeah. everything. Yeah. I think I, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Like, um, this, I, I think it's this thing where I've been since the, really towards the beginning of the pandemic, spending yeah. so much time in Seattle, um, due to like my sister had a baby and okay. I was helping her out and, um, our house is being renovated. So all this stuff where I haven't been in LA much at all. Yeah. And I, a week ago was feeling really low and oh. really like I no longer was part of a community. Oh my God. Like, and I'm like, who even knows who I am yeah. anymore? Like I, and, um, but I've been in LA all week and have been like seeing people who I haven't seen in years. And it, I've, it's, kind of um given me the lift and like a bit of a sense of like belonging and purpose that um, I think is so linked to self-esteem for me yeah um like being a part of like my community of comedy and friends because it um, was it was all we had it literally took up our whole lives the comedy community and going to shows, going to parties, and then rehearsing for those shows and the plans for the parties, and then by day trying to hustle to get the jobs from comedy. And that's why you go to the shows. Like, yeah, it's yeah, all consuming. It was like a whole life that just stopped. And for a while, it was like, well, fun. Maybe I'll, like, learn how to bake. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, the I things know, I thought I, I could I'll do. See my husband. Would, <laughs> that, that oh, you're here. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're in the house. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, and then, like, after a certain amount of time, I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, or I just, like, missed people so much. Um, so today I'm feeling good. Like, Yeah. And, so can I ask, so when you were at that low, mm-hmm. like, what are we talking? Two, three? Like, is it that you've come up, say, a, a couple points because of the socializing? Yes. Okay. I think, um... So much of my, um, like, what makes me feel fulfilled and good is being around um, other people and especially, like, I don't know, comedy people and artists. Yeah. And, um, well, we're your I, friends and your coworkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and in Seattle, I spend most of my time there with, aside from my husband, who I love and is great, but I spend so much time with... Um, my sister and her kids who are incredible and they've been like the saviors of the pandemic yeah. for me in many ways, but it's like a different, 
there's this whole side of me that I feel like is has just been kind of absent or buried. Yeah. That's like the social, funny, like... Well, it's, it's um, you know, most people's family are, I don't know a better word, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. it's like, it's no offense. It's no yeah. offense to anybody. It's like, I enjoy my time with you and this is fun, but it's a different kind of fun. Whereas like when you're with your friends, especially we're so lucky in comedy, you are entertained. Like yes. I'm watching a movie or something. Yes. I am so entertained. So it's like addictive because you're like, this makes me feel, the industry's hard and can make me feel bad. But when I'm with my friends of it, it makes me feel really good because um, I feel seen and heard of people that get what I'm saying and doing. Exactly. That's what it feels like to me. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been nice. Like Jocelyn DeBoer and I work together every day. And when I'm in Seattle, we just are on FaceTime all day, every day, which we've gotten like pros at. But when I'm here, we work like side by side and yes. we have so many popcorn snack breaks and we, and that is really fun. And you nice. know, she told me when she came on the podcast, it's so funny that you're talking about missing people because she came on the podcast and she was telling me we're like your guys routine and you know, cause we were talking about the day to day stuff and everything. And she was like, Don's gone. I miss her so much. And I was like, oh, how long has she gone for? And she's like, it's been a day. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Way longer than I, yeah, I was like, I know. It's, it's so dramatic. I know. It's funny. Like, with Jocelyn, we individually, like, we spend so much more time together than we do with our partners yeah. or anyone else. Like, a little less so during the pandemic. But before the pandemic, it was just like you know, spending 12, 16 hours oh my God, yeah. most days. And, um, now we're getting back to that. I don't know that it's a healthy routine, but, um, <laughs> but we are, really thrilled. we are thrilled. <laughs> Everyone else is, you know, sacrificing. Yeah. This is going to be the last public appearance of yours. And yeah, then you're back yeah. into Jocelyn world. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think it's like, it's great what you have with Jocelyn because, um, she's a slice of the community. So you still had that, even though you had to work in different ways, like you said, FaceTime when you're in Seattle and stuff like that. Um, but it's hard when you kind of lose the acquaintances, the middle of the road people, like I'm one of them of you. Yes. Where it's like, like we we know it. We've known each other for years. I used to see you at the gym all the time. It's like we were part of come to your shows and, uh, um, Search, search party, is it? Uh, uh, search history. Which, yes. yes. Sorry. But, oh, wait. That's a TV uh, show Joc- I said. I that's know, Jocelyn's I show, Jocelyn show, but I'm usually there. Yeah. But it's like, it's just like, it's so interesting that it's like, you don't realize how much you missed the middle ground people where you're yeah. like, oh, you used to be this like refresher. I, yes. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see you all the time, but when I did, it was fun. It was energetic. We only had good things to report or we would make the bad things funny because it's like, I have such a little time with you. Let's enjoy it type yeah. of thing. And then, you know, you don't, you don't have that. And you, in the pandemic, at least for me, sounds like for you, you're talking to the core group still. So what? Three people we all have. Three, uh, less than five. Anyone with more than five best friends is a liar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you got your five or less, let's be honest. Yes, yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, you've got them, but you already know their stuff. It's, it's ongoing. So when you run into somebody else, you're like new stories, new experiences. What are all of them? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's been nice having people on the podcast, but I got to say, Jocelyn, you're, oh my God, I just called you Jocelyn. It's Dawn, because I just mentioned Jocelyn, my <laughs> yeah. apologies. But I got to say, you're not the first one talking about missing community and man, has UCB reopening, Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, really brought a lot of light into people's lives. Yes. Like you are not the only one saying this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's like, I have friends again, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And joy. not to put it all on this building but like kind of it's like school yeah you know what I mean like it really is when you're in high school or middle school whatever um your social life is at school sometimes you could see people on a weekend or like you know if your parents would drive you somewhere or something there you had neighborhood friends but you're like my whole social life is here like for me I don't know if you like I would have boyfriends all the time that I never spoke with, of course. Um, you know, I was like 13 being like, we're in love. I haven't talked to him in a couple of months, <laughs> but I love him and I know I do. But it's like that my dating life was at school. Like everything was at school. And yeah. that's kind of what UCB felt like um, to me. Although I never dated anyone there because when I first moved here, that little tyrant, Holly Prazoff, was like, don't date anyone in the theater and warned me. I listened to her and then she fucking marries Joe Wanger, a teacher nonetheless. Like, are you kidding? Now, was he her teacher five to seven years previous? Yes, of course. But I know a scandal when I hear one. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. And this is it. I know. (laughs) I know. I I never dated anyone in the community either, but it wasn't because I didn't want to. I tried. And it's just so much rejection. Um, so I then I was like, oh, I guess I gotta go elsewhere. But you're um, also, but it wasn't by choice. You're also <laughs> dealing with the most insecure people on the planet, the most confident and the most. I, that's insecure. what I tell myself, not it's, you know, from you know lack what? of attraction no, or anything. Don, I gotta tell you, first of all, you're a knockout. Get real, showing up here in these beautiful burnt orange jeans. Come on now. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you for noticing my rose jeans. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like it's you're the thing. It's like ugh, reset, Atlanta. I, the guys in comedy that I have gotten to know or had crushes on or whatever, fantastic, great, lovely stage crush, this and that. But when you peel back the layers, first of all, it's either A, there's none there. (laughs) So it's a what you see is what you get. That's not cool. It's just bits. It's just jokes. And two, you're dealing with people that were like bullied in high school and stuff like that and all this. And then it's like, now you go into comedy and you're the top dog and whatever. So it's like, you're kind of dealing with a lot of broken people that, masked it like so many of the um not to generalize but a lot of the guys that come on the podcast have newly discovered therapy oh and yeah. like That's have right. yeah it's a ama- <laughs> listen it's nothing but good props out of me I'm like good on you you start when you start whenever your journey is but for some of them as they've opened up on the podcast and stuff a lot of it is dealing with that um, kind of high school, middle school, um, trying to fit in. And yeah, it's like interesting how they, why they developed exactly the, the how they got into comedy right? class yeah. clown, how that all, or like, you know, maybe didn't date in college or something. And then this was their way or like whatever. But I, um, I'd had one ex, the last person I dated in comedy up until Norm, who I knew from back home anyway. So he still was not in the theater. So I did listen to Holly <laughs> But the last guy I dated, it was such a public breakup. Because it, it's in the community. Yeah. This is in Toronto. Very small. Yeah. It was so public and mortifying. 
and then everybody knows every detail about you and dating you and this yeah, and that. And, and then, and then you know what like I mean? you have all the same friends. Oh my and God. Feels like you just want that person to not yeah. die, but just to go away for a and while die, and yes. die. And then, you know, maybe come back to <laughs> Absolutely die. When you're ready to see them. But Exactly. But that's like. Yeah, it's so hard. It's interesting because he was friends with Norm and Norm um, was took his side, obviously, in the breakup. But that's what it was. It was taking sides. Because the community is so small, you literally had to pick who you were going to talk to because it was that small. And I, Holly was right to tell me no on, um, on doing that. And it would have like, I just didn't want to lose more friends like I did that time before because UCB was really tight, is still really tight. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you date someone and then it's like, or you were on a team with them or shows with them. And now you're like, no, I'm not going to do the show. Right. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? what do you do yeah right yeah. messy yeah it is messy but you went outside you you said i did it. i ended up um dating a computer programmer perfect the sexiest kind of person always is. what i'm after yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's so that sexy, you've got a couple so of funny. keyboards <laughs> <Yeah>. computer <laughs> not even cool music let you program me any day they're like we can't you're no, not data no, and you're like okay please don't it's a huge show like <laughs> um yeah so uh but we met randomly through not randomly we met through my sister she, uh he was friends the seattle friends seattle sister. sister yeah okay and um they i lived in new york and they like came up uh, her and her ex-boyfriend they all came to new york to like see some shows i was like oh maybe i'll, I'll come in and like meet up with you and we went and saw Book of Mormon. Oh, my then, God. Which was so fun. And then after the show, immediately, my sister got violently ill. And so her and her boyfriend went back to, like, the hotel. Oh, God. And was, like, this man who I had just met, I was like, I don't know, do you want to, like, go get a milkshake? And so, and then we ended up talking till like, 2 in the morning. Wait, stop. <laughs> stop. You, did you for real offer the milkshake? Yes. Well, I knew he didn't really drink. So oh, I was okay. like, oh, no, what? For, yeah. you know, he like, doesn't oh, drink. It's like, we're say all, a coffee. We were also 12. No, just kidding. I mean, true. 12 seeing Book of Mormon <laughs> alone in New York. Yeah, it's kind of, check that. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then I, we like really hit it off. And I remember thinking, oh, if he lived in New York, I bet we would date. Yeah. But we, we didn't. Nothing happened. Like, because I was also like, this is my sister's good friend. Mm-hmm. That thing of like, if we dated and broke up, then I just, I don't want to like. Yeah. And you don't want to like make that. it complicated for your sister or something like that. Yeah. Like, it just now her like... relationship with them and she'll feel weird or something. Yeah. So then so, wait, so what happened? I want so, the whole story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got derailed. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, like it was several months later, yeah. I, was, I had gone to Seattle to surprise my sister for, it was her 30th birthday. And, um, I like was ended up hanging out with Jeff that weekend a lot and like kind of like liked him but again it's like oh it's well, hard to like do? exactly like, it's am like am I gonna be in a relationship with someone in Seattle and I had also kind of recently gotten out of like a very serious relationship in New York that was okay. like five years oh yeah and I was get loving you. being single like I lived with like three friends in like a really shitty apartment and. It was just like very a fun, a lot of fun. I was doing um, UCB. I had just like gotten on 
um, a, on mod night oh, there. And it was like, that's a big victory when you, when you're finally yes, like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> that's yeah, like so a big like, one. I'm not going to date some dude yeah, in Seattle. No, no, I, no. You know, my shitty apartment and my yeah. mod team. And, um, but then just like for months and months, we would kind of like email or like talk on the phone while I was dating other people. And I'd go on kind of bad dates and then like come home and talk to him. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. It was like kind of romantic, oh, dude, but not. this is me and Nor. Keep going. <laughs> this is like, a, we watched each other date other people. Yeah. And it's it, like you were telling them as a friend being like, oh my God, this date was terrible. Yeah, like, but then you're also like, but why am I telling you when I have five or less best friends? Yes. And I could talk to instead. <laughs> yes, I could, call I could call anybody else. I calling my sister's weird friend in yeah, Seattle. Like you could call your sister. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so correspondence. So, yeah, and then um, he started sending things to my office. I worked in this finance office, and it was like kind of open newsroom style. And like every day... Our office manager would bring over like, oh, here's a um, like giant gummy bear or here's a cotton candy machine, like (gasps) all these things that he just was sending. And it was really annoying because I lived like 20 minute walk from the subway up like six flights of stairs. And, um, and it was also so embarrassing because everyone in my office was like, what's Oh my God. For someone you weren't even technically dating. Yes. Yes. Um, Could be stalker. And then... But eventually, I guess he just wore me down. <laughs> and I was also like, well, I'm talking to him every night. Yeah, dude. Um, maybe this is the person I should be dating. This yeah. guy who's actually like incredibly kind and um, funny. And yeah, so uh, then, but we like were always long distance. That's Seattle, what I was going to ask. Seattle, New York. And we even got married while we lived in across the country from each other. Wow. And there was no plan. Uh, I was like, I don't care really about having a traditional mm-hmm. marriage or like, I, I don't have kids. Like I we're, can the, just... we're the same. You go where work takes you or yeah. what, what you and, have to do. And I was and... like, I, yeah. I love this person and I'd rather see him twice a month than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'll... So I didn't feel like weird about marrying him, but it was like, I think my parents were like, are you ever going to like live on the same coast? Yeah. And um, then that was like one factor that I moved to LA. I was like, it would be nice to be on the same coast as my husband. Smart. Because um, it's a two second flight. It's like nothing. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. Yeah. But we had been together eight years when the pandemic happened, maybe seven and a half. Okay. And that was the first time we had spent more than four consecutive weeks together in our whole relationship. We had always been long distance and I was terrified that so how how was it of course (laughs) it was it was I thought Norm and I were gonna die in here I was like we can't survive this I'm like I'm so used to like living alone mostly yeah um this is like our weird setup that works. And I thought that was just how I was like made to not be able to live with another person all the time. That's not crazy. That's not outrageous by any means. It's like, you know, you had a life before this person, you still have to like continue on in that life. So you're like, how lovely to have this bonus. But at the same time, I have other things that fill my time and schedule. Yeah. Full. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to just change that because of a a person that I, you know, or like, that's, he's a great, he's a one you two though. Yeah. 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 And and also like he has 
a career and a life there that he loves and is passionate about. And that's like part of why I'm attracted to him. Exactly. He's like so excited about what he does. The program. It's strange and I don't get it. (laughs) I love it. No, I am so on board with it. I mean, you've won me. Yeah. He's like, I just go crazy if I don't program for too many days. And he does. He needs to program. (laughs) This is so funny. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of him, but like I am making fun of him. It's so the idea of somebody feeling about a computer the way that I feel about comedy is blowing my mind right now. Because with comedy, it's like me. Like I'm literally selling myself and being myself and whatever. But with computer programming, I'm like, is this you? Data? (laughs) Like, this is you? I I don't understand. I don't. Um, I don't get it. I refuse to try to ever figure out what what it is he does. Guess what? Save it for Seattle. (laughs) Leave it over there, okay? We don't want it here in LA. (laughs) We don't want it. Wow. So then you, wait, you spent that time together. You went up to Seattle. Yes. Yeah, okay. My sister also lives there, and she's um, single and decided to have a baby. Okay. Used a a donor and had a baby on her own, which is exciting. Yeah. She was really excited about until there was a pandemic, and she realized like oh I have no support system yeah. anymore because Good I for can't you. see anyone yeah and she had, I remember she it was like seven months pregnant she had gone to a doctor's appointment and it was like in March of 2020 and the <sighs> oh doctor this, the doctor's office was like what are you doing here didn't you get the message like you can't come here the pandemic and they gave her like a machine to monitor the baby's heart and they're like all appointments are like on zoom from now on come back when you're in labor and she like called me from the parking lot crying and she's like i can't go to the doctor anymore oh my god <laughs> i didn't even think about that yeah. yeah it was so um just no one knew what was going on but yeah. it was um uh and then it was like right then and i like talked to jeff and i was like we have to go there yeah. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do it. Well, he's loving it. You know, he's got his yeah, computer programmers got, in there. He got, is so happy. Some people are saying the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to your husband. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. He's thriving. <laughs> so you were there taking care, like, or sorry, helping out with your sister and everything like that. Yeah. And then he's working from home. So you're all in the house? No, or so we, you have a separate place. we have a separate apartment Okay, because so, I was like, oh, sister, that's an adjustment. She, even though she, I'm sure, likes you know, us to be around. She's not around that much. Okay, because um, I was so, like, that's a huge commitment that yes, he spends yes. as much time with your sister as you for the first time in your marriage. Yes. No, not quite there. <laughs> okay, um, good, good. But then, um, yeah, so we were just up there, and then, and I just work with Jocelyn via, yep. um, of course. via FaceTime. So it sort of worked out like that yeah. for a while. But then... You know, a couple of years went by and it's like, oh, I don't know that I want to like have my life here. Yeah. Um, it just felt so far from everyone. I, I think um, a, everyone. a lot of people did that. A lot of people left at the beginning of the pandemic to wherever home is or something or with family or whatever, yeah. like for whatever reason, you know. And then you come to that fork in the road as things were kind of reopening and we were getting back to whatever we're calling normal now, you know, so different everywhere that it's like, you had to choose, be like, okay, where am I going to set up shop? Because this go between or like I'm paying for an apartment I'm not in, or I'm paying, you know, a mortgage on a house I don't live in or like whatever the situation you're like, I need an address. Yeah. (laughs) Like at some point you have to get mail somewhere. Yeah. Like I had a friend who left 
This is actually funny. Not not good for her, but very funny. I'll tell you who it is after. She left and went home and didn't put a stop service on her mail. So she just stopped getting mail because they're like, I guess she moved. And like, we're talking checks. Like oh, we're no. talking like mail, mail that you need. And they had stopped for months. Like she just didn't exist anymore. Oh no. Yeah. That's why when I think about people leaving, I, that now makes me think yeah. you need what mail. About mail. What about yeah. your mail? <laughs> Where will the mail go? <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, but that's so cool that so now you're back here. I'm back like, here, like most. This is of home the time. base. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. back now. And then you don't have to share if you don't want to, but you were um, out of the country recently. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, oh, we were. You remember so, you t- like a, yes, when yes, I first when, emailed okay, you? Yes. So we, Jocelyn and I, have been this last year and a half or so directing a lot of commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. You do one with Holly and a bunch of UCB yes, people. Yes. yes. It's so fun. That specific campaign. I'm like, if anyone watches this, they'll be like, this is like very UCB 2018. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, all, the, all the hits in the commercials. All, they're all you there. can like, get, you're like, someone from UCB directed this and cast yeah, it, obviously. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> yeah, know absolutely. every person in the campaign. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we started um, doing a lot of commercials, and they've been, many of them, shooting abroad, which has been really nice after being, like, not traveling really, with the pandemic. Really, that's so interesting, so, shooting abroad. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we, I think when we talked, I was It was, like, in a beginning Pol- in Nov- yeah, Poland. In Poland, yes. Yeah. We were shooting a, a fossil-free hydrogen campaign in uh, Warsaw for... Um, this like Swedish company. That I ex- don't recall getting an audition. <laughs> 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 I'm a little upset about this. <laughs> wow, this um, is not on brand for you two. No, well, it's <laughs> weird. It's a comedy, and but we were surprised to get it. <laughs> wow, so it is a comedy. Okay, yeah, okay. It's like a spoof of. It stars um Cara Delevingne, and it's like this spoof of her like spraying like a face mist but it's um she's spraying wastewater on her face okay and it's like clean enough that you can spray it on your face copy that i don't know i guess um we learned about the fossil free hydrogen process it's not interesting but it like only emits water is waste and so she's talking about that but was she cool she was great yeah Um, she's like devastatingly beautiful I mean, it, I'm assuming it, it, in it, real life, it's even like more breathtaking. Yeah, like I, I knew fa- I found myself speechless in it. a way that I hope wasn't. Creepy. And she's so cool. Um, I'm sure it was creepy. She's so cool. <laughs> she's so cool. Like on, like she'll post on social media. Like it's not even like, oh, photos where she looks so beautiful. Like she'll post silly photos. She'll yeah, put like, she's, she's just, she's actually, like a person. She's really funny. And cool. it makes you mad. Cause you're like, how can he be so hot? And actually I know funny give and us cool something. And, yeah. But no, she was great. Like, the the first the first shot we did was this like long take where like camera was like moving back the whole yeah. time and she had to speak like for like 30 seconds of very um like technical language about the fossil free hydrogen process yeah and like a lot of like tricky language that had to be exactly word for of word. course yeah and she just nailed it every wow time. Good um, on her. Yeah. Not not to that's not me short changing the capabilities of models or actors. I will just say I consider myself to be a professional. I'm very quick to get off book. That shit's not easy. Yes. No. When it's anyone. like and technical like, jargon and yes. you're like, you can't say one thing wrong, that's very hard. Yeah. And she was like standing on top of this like large 
prop chimney with smoke all around her and a See, fan. It's a lot like, of contributing factors. Loop. Like it was just kind of chaos yeah. a little. And um, she yeah, nailed no, it. We, yeah, we have. Um, how how was, experience. have you had, you been there before? What was it like? I've never no, been anywhere even close. It's, um, I had never been there yeah. and it was, it was fascinating. Um, like so much of the city was destroyed in World War II. And so it was completely rebuilt, but in the style of like. So it's new old it buildings. Yes. Yeah, so it felt oh, that's kind weird. of like Disney. Okay. Where it was these <laughs> pristine old timey buildings, yeah. but all like very or you know new as in like the 50s 60s yeah like, yeah that's new um, yeah yeah and so it was really it was strange cool but. now can I ask you to keep it about self-esteem how much is your work affecting how you view yourself and feel about yourself because for the majority of comedians it's got quite a hold on them yes yeah <laughs> it, it is like I think way too deeply rooted yeah in my like or connected to my self-esteem and I think, like, I feel like uh, there's, like, whole countries where you just have your job and that's, like, what you do. But it, yeah. it's not a reflection of your life or, like, your success in your work is, like, neither here nor there. Yeah, it's just a paycheck. And, like, yeah, you have, like, your whole life. Yeah. And that's, like, part of, like, just a little part of it. Yeah. And I really wish that I, like, had more of that yeah. the mentality because I feel so... um like, like my day-to-day, like, sense of fulfillment and, like, confidence is so tied to my career. Yeah, and it's like, if you don't get something done, like, say you and Jocelyn had a meeting or something, and then you didn't finish, or you didn't crack the idea, like, whatever the case, then you, like, you get off the phone, and you're like, I'm a bad person. (laughs) Like, it's like, it, it feels... Or when I'm not doing something, I feel useless and not needed in the world. And I'm like, that's insane. You talked to three different friends today, maybe gave a good advice to this person, listened for this person, yeah. you attended a show, you, su- you showed support. But then I'm like, oh, I'm bad because I didn't do anything or right, I'm like, not for- needed. Yeah. Like you said, for the community where you're like, have I been forgotten? Like you're like, <laughs> yeah. am I a ghost? And you know what I mean? And I'm like, that is kind of messed up to have yeah. so much... Um, power over us when you're right it's just one part of our lives yeah it's good that you have family that keeps you busy and going to see your sister somewhere else because that's a good reminder um there is more to life you know my, yeah my family does that for me that's, that's which really I appreciate nice. yeah. yeah it's important and I think it's also for me good to be like around someone like my sister who's not in yes like who just has she's all like you know like a user interface designer like she she's like a genius but like wow everyone you know has really interesting jobs (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't I couldn't explain what she does I'm not sure and I'm embarrassed about that we need a new (laughs) podcast called Dawn Explains Your Job (laughs) it's just you trying to explain what you think people are doing it's it would be so far off but I would with confidence make a so guess. much yeah. confidence yeah, yes. <laughs> like when you walked in with these rose jeans <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. um yeah um, that's th- my family uh keeps me grounded in that 
like I'll ask them how they're doing. I want to know how they're doing because I just want to hear about the other things in the world because we don't have weekends in what we do. Yeah. There's no yeah. Saturday, Sunday. It's every day you're supposed to be doing something or maybe you have a show or like whatever, this, write something that you didn't get done. So it, it never feels like a weekend. So it always feels like I haven't done enough because there's yes. no, oh my God, this dog's going crazy. <laughs> I'm going to let her in. I'm going to let her in. Hold on. Mia has things to say. <laughs> Hi, Mia. I Everyone. love you on the dazzled collar. Oh my God, thanks. Mia, come here. Off, off. Come here. Everybody, I shouldn't have let Mia in. Um, the podcast knows we've been following the saga of how much I hate the dog quite regularly, <laughs> but now I love her. But for like the first couple months, she was a pandemic dog. And it was rough, those couple, first couple months. I never had a dog. I don't oh know gosh. all the work. Like, it's oh, like a baby. I've, I've never had a dog either. And I, I, I don't think I would be a good dog. It's, on, it's like it a baby. Really seems like so much work. And I think I'm way too selfish. To yeah. Like, I mean, I know you just step it up because you have to, like, care for this beautiful being. I guess. But, um, <laughs> so mad at her. <laughs> She's not even doing anything. <laughs> no, it's real. It's um the having a dog thing really actually here we go this kind of blends in perfect when I was talking about my family grounding me like keeping me grounded and stuff the dog does too because you just have to not think about yourself for five fucking seconds to take it on the walk to take it whatever and it's a break about being like Elena your comedy doesn't matter for two seconds this dog will die if you don't let her outside you know what I mean you have to just um yeah go about like yeah do a routine that has nothing to do I think it why not necessarily why but I think with people who had babies in the pandemic, it kind of helped give a sense of purpose because when we couldn't work and do something and then you're like, all right, I'll just start this family or whatever. And you're like, that's something to do. And then now it's like, as things come back, everyone's like, this is a lot harder than I had anticipated. (laughs) Oh, I understand this requires quite a bit of time. It's just, I used to have more of it. So I didn't notice. Like that's what I found with my friends that had babies or somebody else, something to have responsibility over. Yes. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work. (laughs) It seems like too much work. That said, would you like to adopt a baby with me i think it makes sense look i i fully do sharing a kid seems like much easier than um wouldn't you it know, be being fully in charge of one. oh my gosh i can't even imagine is your sister yeah. liking motherhood is she like she is it everything she thought it. She, she loves she's it good. she she's good, a good. donor and had two kids okay both pandemic babies wow um and whoa that's like back to back yes it to me on one hand i'm like th- that is the most insane thing yeah but um she uh, has always wanted kids that's been like important to her and yeah. then um and I think she wanted I think she wanted to try and have kids like biological children yeah um and um she was like 39 and was like well and single and was yeah. like well I guess I should just do this good honor <laughs> uh, kind of smart actually to have them pretty close because then they can be friends yeah yeah sometimes that age difference when when you're getting a couple like my siblings and I were all like two two and a half years apart and we got along, it worked out, people found their pairings, there's four of us, but like, you know, when you're six, seven, eight years apart, you're like, I don't know what to say to you, <laughs> like, there's a whole chunk of your childhood, you're like, I have no idea what to talk about with you, who are you? Yeah. Um, but that's kind of nice to have them close, do they, are like, 
Is the one baby old enough to be aware of the other baby? Yes. And is everyone the, doing the their own thing? The older baby kind of just like terrorizes her, but is all, like <laughs> obsessed with her. Like, and it's really funny. Like my sister, I think is mandated. Like, it's okay if you touch her feet because at first he was like going for her eyes and like, well, it, you gotta get bigger. into the eyes. And so now he, he does this thing where he just like really squeezes and like kisses her feet. <laughs> and it's like weird, but it's like what he's allowed to do because Ginger, like he probably won't harm her. Yeah. Um, but there's all these pictures where he's just like fiercely. Watch her have her like feet. feet problem and alignment issues her whole <laughs> yeah, life because of it. Like, he's really aggressive with them. <laughs> That's so cute. Can I, personal question: Did yeah. she use the same donor for both? She did. So, oh wow! Yeah, and it's really fascinating. Wow. Like through her, I've kind of like found out about this whole world. But there's um, a Facebook group of other parents who have used the same donor okay and so there's like you know 30 other kids that are like half siblings with these kids and she has become good friends with one of them and the kid and they like all hang out together um is this so in seattle yeah they're kind of like dotted around mostly the west coast but there's a few of them in seattle wow Um, yeah that's cool yeah it's like you can join or not but she thought it was interesting and i would have joined um, curiosity oh yeah don't you want to just see what the other kids look like yes yes to be like oh you have the same nose or something like that wild thing is many of them have a third nipple like neither my niece or nephew don't but isn't that so interesting I went, like yeah, I mean, there's got to be genetic, wow, yeah, I've never, so, I don't, I don't know, they, not that I can recall, I don't know if I know anyone with a third nipple, I think I'd be great yeah. at it, I think I deserve one, yeah, yeah, right here in the middle, it seems like, and this yeah. one spurts something out of you, yeah, it seems <laughs> fun and interesting, but, <laughs> man, isn't that so funny, it's like when you're a kid and you have one thing different about you or something like that, it's like absolutely mortifying, and then as an adult, you can really rock it, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. really rock, like I have a birthmark, I'm pointing to my breast now, everybody, <laughs> right, like on my boob, and I used to be so embarrassed about it, and now I'm like, I'm the Cindy Crawford of tits. Yes, You're all out of I your mind. I'm yes. having, and when you can see it, you know Atlanta's having a blast when it comes out because it means I have something really low cut on <laughs> with no bra. <laughs> so you know when I'm having fun. <laughs> the good old days when I had fun. <laughs> oh, yes, back, then. back then, yeah. Um, okay, so now if you came into this like feeling around a six because you were feeling better in terms of community, what are the other things in your life that – not, I mean, are we ever a 10, but let's just put it out there. But what would be some of the other contributing factors that's like maybe would enhance a number or decrease a number, um, you yeah. know, for, for how you're feeling about you? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's connected to like getting outside that like, and I'm not a nature person at yeah. all. I'm the opposite of that, I think, but I find I feel better and like, good about myself if I just get out of the house in the morning and it's not about like exercise it's I'm just walking very slowly yeah but um that to me feels like I think it's just being like out in the world and like yeah um it it really like is connected to to that for me I take a morning walk too I could I know exactly what you're talking about I'm I'm not by any means exercising if anything is could be reducing my exercise yeah, I'm usually it's like so slow like yeah. oat milk latte and often eating a croissant so, oh my god know, yeah I'm getting I'm nothing like, done I'm you know not healthy but 
but it's, it's it's kind of a I like it because it's me starting the day by myself um, yeah. um somewhat centering like I go this is your day today you're here you're in this moment and the walk is only serving me yeah um, that's a really um, yeah good way like I've never really like thought about like why that's so like centering and it I is, could be wrong like, but this is time for me yeah and, because yeah. once you're in the house or corresponding with friends or emails and stuff like that now you're serving other people which acts of service we all love it makes us feel good to make others feel good and be there for them i'm not oh the dog's snoring now acts of service thank you mia (laughs) hates the conversation (laughs) okay but like it's this idea that it's like once the day gets going involving other people that's it the day's out of your hands now nothing try finding a moment alone at 2 p.m really quite hard to do once you're in the middle of the day but something about the morning where i'm like if i can just start it with just me and either my thoughts or songs I want to listen to or a podcast. I don't even need to be talking or thinking or anything like that. But if I can just like have a moment, then I'm like, I'm just clear for the day. It feels yeah. like a little more clear. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, um, I think so often like I end up like with, like when I'm working with Jocelyn or something or we'll like get sucked into work and yeah. like we'll end up working till late. And it's like, I know that I have this like time in the morning that's just like I'm not like just for me yeah, yeah. and I don't have to like because I never know really like Where, how late the day's things gonna will go. go or whatever and yeah it's also nice yeah. to have your brain shut off kind of yeah. um because when you're sleeping well for all we know you're dreaming you're this or that we have no idea obviously unless you can remember it but it's like it's waking rest it's really nice just yeah. to be like I don't have to think about anything or I can think about absolutely everything and get a head start Yeah. on the day. Like today I had a very stressful back to back type of day. Um, and this morning I had to take the time, not quite meditate, but I just sat right here on the couch. I usually journal, but I didn't cause I was like, just process what needs to be done and what's the yeah. best way we can go into all of it. Um, That's so yeah. And I feel like if I didn't have that because I'm kind of stressed out. This week's been like really stressful for me. Not like work stuff or anything, just like emotionally stressful. You know, sometimes you got, yeah, you just sometimes like not looking forward to something or like, you you know, you're feeling a certain way. You can't shake it. Like kind of one of those weeks. Yeah. And, um, I just felt like, um, everything was very taxing. So it was nice to plan today the approach to each thing because each one was different like a podcast an audition therapy like these are very different (laughs) like I had to go from therapy into the audition and I was like well this is a fucking nightmare (laughs) she's like so how's it going Elena and I was like well I'm quite stressed out but I can't cry because I have makeup on for the big audition (laughs) so it was like it's kind of like a mind fog but I'm glad I had that moment because if I hadn't planned it out this morning um, I would have cried in that therapy session and I really couldn't afford to do it. Like, right, like you had I just couldn't to, afford to do it. I like had to have a clean face. Eyes for your well, that's if, if work is so tied into how we feel about ourselves and then I fuck up this audition. Now I feel bad about me. Yeah. And I was yeah. because I cried in therapy because I felt bad. So I'm like, this is two bads. We need <laughs> one success in here. So I felt how I felt in therapy, did the audition. And then before you got here, I just like put on my, and you were like, I'm running five minutes late. And I was like, thank fucking God. <laughs> Cause I was like, I had to like put in my headphones and just like listen just, to like, a song that's kind of calming and just yeah. take a breather. Cause otherwise, and I know I talked about it a little bit, but I didn't want to be, um, 
overwhelmed with sadness on the episode if, if yeah. whatever I'm feeling this week because I want to be present with you I was so excited for you to come and oh. Jocelyn I told Jocelyn I was like oh, I gotta get done on the podcast and she went she's shy don't you let her say no don't you let her get out of it <laughs> you know she I, was like I, you you be surprised I, Alana <laughs> I know I almost especially lately I I just had said no to like everything yeah and then part of it when I had like a few weeks ago a bit of a like low moment of like oh, I just don't feel like I'm part of the community I had this like light bulb go off that's like well maybe because I say no to everything <laughs> could be. And so like I acted in a short film last weekend oh, cool. and I, like, did this podcast and and I like reached out to some people that I like really want to see and that I feel like it's important that they're in my life that yeah. I just haven't seen the, the whole pandemic and I was like I think you know part of it is like we can't be in control of the situation when there's a pandemic or you have to travel for a while or whatever. But, um, I was like, some of this, I can take a little bit of control over. Well, it's like if you're missing out on community, but then you've said no to the community, they're going to assume you are not missing them. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're going to be like, she's busy. Like you are so busy. I wrote you two months ago or something like end of October, beginning of November. And I was like, I'll reach back out in a month. And you were like, oh, I'm going here for work. And I was like, oh my, I was like, she's very busy. Even when I asked Jocelyn, I, and I write in the email and I wrote it to you too. I was like, if you're too busy or not interested, I don't take offense. Cause I, I really don't, everybody has things going on. I really don't take offense if someone doesn't want to do a podcast in which I say, so tell me about your feelings. Like, I understand <laughs> well, it's that. So, it's funny. I feel like, um, as I've gotten like older, like in yeah. the last few years, I've gotten like really a lot more shy and a little like insecure that I think um everyone thinks I'm like will be like that I'm boring or like I don't I don't know what it is but I've just gotten a little like more meek was this starting before the pandemic this started Um, before yeah it was a little bit okay and and maybe part of it was like with greener grass when our movie came out we were like traveling so much and doing podcasts wearing killer outfits to all the premieres (laughs) matching coordinated really weird outfits um and um I think I just hit this burnout where I was on all these podcasts and I was like what do I have to say like there's so many uh I don't know it was like this strange thing and then I just got like also really insecure that like, I don't read any reviews. I never look at comments. I don't, oh, but yeah. I, like, have in my head that, like, I don't know. There's, like, a criticism, and I was like, I just need to, like, be more private. I don't know what it is, yeah. but um, but then I Jocelyn was like, it's, it's so lovely on the podcast, and then I started listening. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm so really glad you did and, it. No, yeah. I'm really glad you did it because it's, like, it's, and I was so glad that Jocelyn did it too. I'm so glad when anybody does it because I'm like, this is just a good hangout. It's going to bring us closer together. Yeah. And it has with everybody. Like <laughs> so many people I've seen them since and, and y- you know what I mean? Like hung out in ways that I wouldn't normally hang out and yeah. come to the house, meet the dog. Like, it, you know what I mean? I'm like, it, it's bringing, because yes, the theater's open, but not everybody's back. We're not having the parties like we used to. You know, we're yeah, all older now. Yeah. So it, it's not quite the same. It's back, but it's not... And it's only newly back, so it's not quite the same. So I'm like, this is what it is now. It's come to my house and let me force you to talk to me for an hour. Now we've broken the ice. Now we now may we, continue on yes, to be normal yes, friends. You know what I so mean? Yeah. Because, and I'm really proud of you to, that you said you reached out to people because 
somebody has to reach out first and you're sitting here going oh nobody wants to hang out with me and then they're sitting there going nobody wants to hang out with me so yeah, if we're yeah. all saying it's that it's so hard to like <laughs> get over that and it, it's, it like taps into like some deep like period of my adolescence where I like had two friends but I looked oh my oh. god totally and, but then like I don't know if these people actually want to see me, but we are seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what? I- I'm going to say this, uh, coming out of the pandemic, anyone will see anyone these days. Yes, I have, yes. and I am it's reaping really... all the benefits. <laughs> I'm like, I know you can't say no to me because you have nothing else going on. It's like, I'm being it's the so shithead true. about it. No, it's, um, people are looking to connect and yeah. we've all changed. Yeah. Like significantly, we have all changed. Yeah. Um, whether we know it or not. And it's important to um, reintroduce yourself to everybody. It really does feel like that. Like I've had in the last year alone of my life, the biggest life changes I've had, I'm 38 and it's like in this last year, it felt like all the changes just happened in one year. Like I thought I had changed in the past or grown or this or that or experienced all the major things to experience and processed it. And now I'm like, Oh no, I was like way off. I had so much more that needed to happen. And now to see my, like, okay, this is an example. (laughs) So I just got this haircut today. It's short. Yeah. It's really short. I I hacked up. It it was to hear everybody. I don't know how to show. I've, I've hacked off at least seven inches. Oh my gosh. I love, it has like such nice body. It's got a lot of body to it, but I go for the audition before you were coming, a Zoom audition. And they're like, Elena, how you doing? I went, I hacked off all my hair and I'm a free woman. Watch out, 2023. And they went, okay. <laughs> they were like not having it about how free I was. But it was like, that to me is my sum up of the year where I was like, I thought I was free. I thought I was this, I thought I was that. And then I was like, I was not. And yeah. now... I have nothing to lose. I am a woman unhinged. Watch out. Oh, I love it. I am it. a woman unhinged. <laughs> I love it. In fact, let's play my favorite game leading... Wait, let me check. Oh, we're laughing on time. Here's my favorite game I want to ask you leading into the new year. Yes. I'm not one for New Year's resolutions because they end after three weeks. So yeah. when I ask this question, I don't want the answer, lose five pounds. This is not what yeah, I want to no, hear. No, mine has always been to floss and I do not keep Okay, it. See, this I don't want to hear. You're not like going to do it. Once a week. Yeah. And I'm like, at best. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. do it. Yeah, no, I just won't. And my, I'll just get lots of dental work. What would you say is one thing you're looking forward to in 2023 and one thing you're happy to leave behind of 2022? Oh, Isn't it fun to phrase it that way? It's the phrasing. It's yes. the phrasing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. One thing I'm happy to leave behind, I'm going to answer that first, is this um, lack, it's like a lack of trying where I, not in like work, that's mm-hmm. like fine, whatever, but it's in like uh, my social life and in like with my family. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like at the end of the day, I just like eat and wa- and watch TV and go to bed. And there's like that's just night after night after night. And yeah. I think there's like this in the I've noticed like in this last little bit of time when I've been reaching out to people and like going even just like. I went to see like a documentary that I was like driving around and I heard on film week an interview with this filmmaker. And I was like, Oh, this sounds good. Oh, there's a screening in a half hour. I'm just going to go. So to spontaneous. It. Yes. And I'm trying to, and it was like the most, this most beautiful film. And, um, I was, I'm just trying to be like, what if I just go and do things? Yeah. And like, 
on a random another like last week I like I was sitting and my husband and I were finishing dinner at like seven and I was like this is I don't want to just like go watch tv like let's go, leave the house yep and we just went for a walk and, and got ice cream and whatever but well, I we know like, you love dairy-based desserts <laughs> I, I love a dairy-based dessert and I enjoyed it but I, I think there was this for so long I've been just been like a little lethargic and and so I'm trying really hard to leave that part of me behind and just like embrace spontaneity okay um, great yeah so leave behind staying in the house yeah great okay looking and, forward to what's our okay. 2023 gonna be I'll answer after as well oh I'll wait looking answer. forward to looking okay. yeah what are you like, like looking forward to in your 2023 um well this is like a career related but I it, it, which I probably shouldn't answer this way but um, Jocelyn and I are writing another movie, which we have like somehow put off doing for so long. Mm-hmm. And we've been, we're like, we're writing five pages a day. And I, I'm putting it out there that we are going to make a movie next. And <gasps> you <it> feels- <laughs> are, if anyone is, it's you too. Are, we are only on page 17 and you know, we don't have financing or a script, but I'm putting it out there like, uh, to no. make something. It's a Yes. <laughs> Okay. It's a, it's going to happen. Yes. I know it is. And just so that's something I'm looking forward to. And making I'm a movie it out loud. Great on a, on a podcast. Making a movie. Yeah. And this podcast is listened to by right. a lot of movie makers. A lot of big wigs. <laughs> Let's just say the big wigs, starting and ending with you, are listening to the podcast. Uh, if you want to see a, the first seventeen pages of a script <laughs> that needs to be rewritten, seventeen <laughs> questionable pages. You know where to turn. Let me know. Um, okay. Leave behind in 2022. I don't. I don't mean to be a bummer, or depressing, but I want to leave behind some grief and fear. Okay. I want to leave the, those coincide because it's either feeling the grief or the fear of feeling more grief that like bad things are going to happen or something like that. So I'm leaving that behind. I want nothing to do with it anymore. I, of course, grief is a lifelong experience that you have, right. but I want to leave behind the fear I have of it now, of um, being afraid to feel it or being afraid it's going to come from another place or something like that. And I just, I'll carry it with me, but I, I don't want to be so scared. I love that. Yeah. That's a biggie. That's a hard one. Very hard. So we shall see. And then what I'm looking forward to in 2023, um, uh, carefree travel. So what that means is, and, and I've talked about this before, when I travel, I get really anxious being gone like I like it's so like you're talking about splitting your time and stuff I get so anxious like I'm missing something or I need to be doing something even though I don't Mm -hmm. but I don't like to leave for too long and this summer we have a really big trip planned we have a couple trips planned and I'm looking forward to just being like here I am for the big trip and it lasts how long it lasts. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, yes, it's a lot. Just embracing it. Just and embracing it so I can enjoy. What? You're not going to be like, oh, I'm, the, when you're like 85, you're not going to be like, oh, I missed that audition because I was wherever. Like you're going to remember the trip. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to trying to relinquish control of my own trip anxiety. So uh, to, I'm looking forward to joyful travel. Yeah, yeah. so I've, I've got my work cut out for me. I've got <laughs> that is, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Both sides of it. I've really set myself up here. That's a lot. <laughs> but that's it. That's what, yeah. I'd say that's it. And um, Don, I hate to be a bitch, but 
We did it. We, we reached the it. end of the podcast I now. Love it. And now we're <laughs> You've binged, you know what's coming. Yeah. You started this podcast feeling at six out of ten in terms mm-hmm. of self-esteem. Where are you at now? And I you know we accept any number. I feel like I'm at an eight and a half. Whoa! <laughs> I'm off the charts. Because yes. I you could have bailed. You could have. I could have, but I but didn't want to. No. You came. And I survived my day and was able to come and have a joyful conversation with you and said some real things. I'm not hiding from my feelings I don't think you have to repress feelings or that you're a drag if you talk about some bummer stuff but I feel like like that grief thing I was able to say it from a more positive perspective than maybe an hour ago (laughs) before we started you know what I mean yeah so I'm really glad you came I have something else to do after this you've set me up to be in a good mood to do that because I was I was feeling stressed out and now I'm I'm feeling great and so really thank you (laughs) yeah you really like well thank you lifted me up same here yeah I feel feel so um good and just like happy we like reconnected well you got the free soda water and I mostly am here I yeah I I I really am appreciating this soda water (laughs) I'm great. And on that that. note, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Believe in yourself. Believe in your body.